Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. So in this episode, uh, I don't I don't have any kind of witty introduction. I'm simply going to say that there is a profanity warning for this episode because we're going to be talking about profanity. That's right. And well, we're not going to try to be profane, but it might sneak out here and there. You are listening to Linear Digressions. All righty. So with that teaser, <laughs> um, so what we want to talk about today is a, a problem called the Scunthorpe problem. Okay. Uh, and this is a problem that I uh, I first heard about because I, I, as it happens, know somebody from Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe is a town in England. I'm sure you've heard of it because it's extremely famous, right? I, I have never heard of it. <laughs> like how many people live in this town? I don't know. Not many. Let me look this up real quick. I'm intrigued now. Because if it's a particularly small town, like the town of Harmony, California has like 20 residents or something like that. But if it's particularly small, I will be very impressed that you know somebody. Oh, population, 72,000. Oh, okay. So it's it's not a really small town. It's not super small, but it's not that big. Anyway. So h- how does this relate to profanity? Right. So let me tell you the story of how the Scunthorpe problem came to be. Uh, so okay. in 1996, someone from the town of Scunthorpe uh, was on America Online, which you might remember. Yeah, AOL. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Probably have one of the, one or two of those CDs still hanging around. I know, right? Uh, it's a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. So they tried to register a, a website for Scunthorpe in, you know, whatever, for the, the municipality or something. Yeah, that makes sense. And it was refused by AOL. And the reason why was because AOL had algorithms in place that were automatically looking at the titles that people were trying to buy for the websites and flagging them if there was profanity. And Scunthorpe clearly is a an extremely dirty word, and we do not want to have uh, websites that are <laughs> being called scunthorpe.co.uk or whatever. Oh, I So I don't entirely follow... But actually, oh, actually, I guess if you see it, if you see it um, written out, there is a curse word in the middle of that word. That's right. There's a pretty vulgar term right in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. so you can imagine, uh, you know, for those of you who are computer savvy enough to know something like a like a grep command, right? It's just yeah, literally a grep is looking, just a searching. Yeah, yeah. It's just looking for literally a certain string of characters when it sees them in that sequence kind of regardless of what's going on on either side of them it will flag it and and say you know this is this is a bad word and that was what happened with scunthorpe yeah so so using a command like grep if you were looking for the string ben for example which is my name you would not only come across terms uh or i should say sentences that have my name in it but you also come across words like bento box which is not my name exactly but it does contain the string b-e-n yeah, exactly. And so there's lots of versions of the Scunthorpe. I mean, this became very famous. And, and it's a problem that people have all the time. And it's actually really tricky. There's not a, a super straightforward solution to this one. Some of them... So, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So just to clarify, the, the problem is not so much this exact problem, but the, the problem is just more generally speaking, how do you figure out what permutations of content that you want to filter, whether that's curse words or dirty images or whatever, which of those are actually legitimate permutations that you want to block and which of them are completely innocuous, like the the name of this town. Yeah. And then it has this kind of context dependent um, 
aspect to it. And, and of mm. course, computers are not very good at understanding context and nuance and things like that in the way that humans are, you know, kind of quite naturally. So there's lots of versions of this that are exactly like the Scunthorpe problem. They're, they're trying to automatically flag profanity in names and you can find zillions of examples of this right like there's a there's a town in england called peniston mm. uh p-e-n-i-s-t-o-n-e uh, right <laughs> um, got it okay um middle sex yeah i mean it's pretty yeah, easy yeah. um but there's also some some that i just think are even a little bit more whimsical, like a little bit funnier. I was reading up on this and there was a, a guy who was telling about the experience of, he was reading on his, uh, his nook, right? The little like, uh, yeah, whatever Barnes and Noble Kindle, basically. Little reading device. <laughs> yeah. And so he's reading this translation of, it was like Anna Karenina or something. And he came across this strange word about how, the strange line about a, a, candle that had been nooked or a fire that had been nooked or something like that he's like that's weird and he saw this word a couple of times and so he was wondering if it was maybe a translation error uh-huh. uh, so he found another a paper version of the book and went to those lines to try to figure out what word was being translated as nooked and the word was kindled oh so, oh <laughs> so there's probably some e-file of this book floating around somewhere and somebody just did like a search and replace. Oh, got it. So he kindled the flame, become be, becomes he nooked the flame, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So as as a computer programmer myself, uh, we we encounter this problem very often. It's very very easy to do a simple find and replace. I mean, it actually becomes a little bit more difficult even when you're talking about simple things like pluralization, right? But then when you want to filter based off of words that are on a blacklist, a, a list of uh, terms that you want to remove, you can run into some interesting problems like we're, like we're seeing. So for you as a web developer, is there a particular context in which that happens? Well, I mean, I would probably just say any string manipulation whatsoever. So in computer science, a string is just a series of characters, right? So Ben Jaffe, my name, is a string of characters, B-E-N space, J-A-F-F-E. Uh, if you take the word chair or table or whatever, those are also just strings. And if you want to do a manipulation on that based on some certain set of rules, if you're dealing with a language it becomes difficult. And if you're dealing with a language where the context matters, it becomes e extremely, extremely difficult because you need to find a way to get the machine, get the computer program to understand the context enough to make a decision about how to pluralize the word or which version of this word are we talking about and so how do we handle it, etc. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so like I said, this is a, a super tough problem i think that can always just sort of pop up sort of when you least expect it right mm -hmm. uh so there's not a a general solution now that i can sit here and tell you it's just <laughs> i think it's just kind of hard work like you said yeah um so i guess i'll end by saying sort of my two favorite examples uh mm -hmm. from my research of this so one was do you remember in the olympics a couple of years ago there was a um a sprinter named tyson gay yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so there's a number of algorithms like this that don't just do like a search, but they sometimes do like a search and replace. So there was some uh, publication that had decided that their style guide was that they use the word homosexual 
uh, and not gay. Oh no. And so, <laughs> you know, and they, they just send all of their, their stories through the, uh, through the algorithm. So and they so, just do this. Yeah. <laughs> and so it rewrites all the headlines and there are all these great, uh, headlines that you can look up about like, uh, you know, homosexual sprints past competition to advance to a hundred oh. meter finals and oh god stuff <laughs> like that um that's horrible <laughs> and then the last one and then i'll okay i'll i'll let you get back to the rest of your life is when i was reading up on this there was uh, a number of references to how this was a clubbutic problem in uh like computer science and mm-hmm. and text processing and i was like I have never heard the word clubbutic before. Yeah, I, I was going to say, what yeah. what is that? Yeah, so it's C-L-B-U-T-T-I-C. Oh, the, I just The I word just in the middle. <laughs> yeah, so, so the word in the middle that should uh, sort of trip your sensors is but, B-U-T-T, uh-huh. uh, which is often uh, a substitution for, you know, a, a slightly more risque word. Got it. So clubbutic, clubbutic means classic. Classic, yeah. Mm. What a classic example. What a clubotic example. Exactly. Linear Digressions is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at LinearDigressions.com and katie at LinearDigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at LinDigressions. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.